Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jantz and my guests, that's plural today, are Nicole Crozier and Kelly Wepler-Hernandez. They are two of the four co-authors of a book called Do Leadership, a step-by-step guide to doing thought leadership for solopreneurs and business owners. They are both marketing consultants and happen to also both be members of the Duct Tape Marketing Consultant Network. So Nicole and Kelly, thanks for joining me. Thanks, John. So, so really big topic, thought leadership, one that's been very talked about, maybe talked to death the last few years <laughs> with social and now streaming video and always on you know, blogging. So uh, why do we need another book on thought leadership? Well, one of the reasons we decided to do this book is that there's certainly uh, a fair amount of theory that's out there, but this really does provide uh, business owners with the step-by-step guide to actually how to be able to do thought leadership and why it's important in terms of expressing your own unique point of view. There's certainly no question that there's a tremendous amount of information about out there about content marketing and the value of content marketing. But I think a lot of business owners have sort of gotten caught up in this sense of, you know, we can just regurgitate what everybody else has said. And that's really not helping people because there's, you know, this glut of content that's out there. But you have to figure out where you fit into that and where you can actually provide value. And, you know, I've even had clients say to me, well, can't we just, you know, um, curate other content that's out there? And, and, you know, my response to that is, sure you can, but the problem is, is at the, after reading that, are they really going to call you or are they going to call the original creator of that content? Yeah, and is that due a little bit in part to the fact that people feel this huge pressure that I have to be producing content because everybody says I have to, and 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 that's hard. Um, so, I mean, is is a little bit of it a kind of a, a way out of the fact that I don't know how to do all this? Yeah, I think um, what's happening is that there's a lot of pressure that that small business owners or solopreneurs need to kind of create all of this content. But I think they don't quite know how that connects to thought leadership or what they need to do to really have their own unique point of view, get that across, and be different. So I think there's a lot of pressure to create content, but what's lacking is how that kind of ties into an overall strategy of why they're doing it and then how to actually do it in a way that really benefits their business in a practical way. Yeah, because I think one of the things people are experiencing, so a lot of people got on this idea of we need content. A lot of people have gotten on this idea of, okay, I need to be a thought leader. Um, Has that produced such a glut of content now that that the idea that I'm going to stand out or say something different is is next to impossible today? I think people do think that to a certain extent, but, um, you know, many times you know, thought leadership, everybody, the, the people who claim they're thought leaders are probably the people who <laughs> it potentially least applies to because they don't really have a lot of unique thinking. And, um, you know, a lot of business owners get caught up in the fact that they think it's a concept that can only be used by larger businesses. And that's not the case either. Um, I think, you know, as many of us are duct tape marketing consultants, we've, you know, taken the basic premise that you've put out there as far as, you know, building a system, but there's certainly unique thoughts that we can put around that that can bring value and education to, you know, many different businesses around the world. Yeah, and I think that's a great point because I, I, there are some businesses, it's natural. I mean, I'm a speaker and author. I mean, I, I like to mm-hmm. think that I have to put out content and be seen as a thought leader that that's, you know, that's required for getting ahead in my industry and in my business. But, you know, what about that? plumber or that remodeling contractor, you know, people that don't 
I don't think they ever think about themselves as a thought leader. And, and to me, that actually spells opportunity, doesn't it? Yeah, I totally agree that it spells opportunity. And I think that uh, a lot of those local businesses or those businesses where they don't necessarily think that they're in an exciting industry or in an exciting field, it doesn't even cross their mind to do thought leadership or do any type of content marketing. But in reality, the great news for them is that most other people in their field aren't doing a lot of thought leadership or content marketing, which, A, means there's a huge gap that they can fill pretty quickly. And B, I think they're uh, kind of missing out on what the tangible benefits of kind of doing thought leadership really are. So you brought up the example of a plumber. And say you're a plumber in a local neighborhood. Um, if you share content on, you know, best practices tips on, you know, how to make sure your toilet doesn't get clogged or things like that, you can share that type of content and those kind of helpful hints over time and become recognized in your local area as someone who can really help you. And that gets people to really kind of not just to know who you are, but to like and trust you as well. Now, I, I know the answer to this, but I'm going to push you guys a little bit uh, on on this because I'm bought into it completely. But if I'm that if I'm that plumber out there, I'm thinking, well, people aren't uh, even if they are going looking for information about plumbing. I mean, I don't know that they are ever going to think of their plumber as a thought leader. I mean, how do I how do I create a I mean, do don't I need something different, some unique point of view other than just usefulness? Yeah, there's an interesting um, part of the book that I think people will find uh, beneficial. We did a bunch of research in terms of interviewing several different people from larger businesses, smaller local businesses, and the recurring piece that came out of there is that they all thought none of them were self-proclaimed thought leaders. In fact, when we went to interview them, most of them were saying, well, you know, I don't really think of myself as a thought leader. Um, but when we go back and look at their industries, they certainly are looked to as experts in the industry. And one of the recurring themes out of that is they all thought that um, really what the important thing was to continue to provide value in education. And the point of providing that value in education was that people began to trust them and they thought they were more credible. And so that really enhanced the relationship. And that's what people are looking to do is to kind of take that relationship to the next step to eventually get people to call you when they need to bring in a professional. Yeah, and I think that sometimes people, a term like thought leadership, I mean, you know, leading can be five people, six people. It doesn't mean that, that, that you have to be leading legions of people. And I think that's what gets people hung up a little bit. Um, and I actually thought it was refreshing that you said some of these people said they thought they weren't leader, uh, thought leaders because I speak to a lot of people who tell me they absolutely are thought leaders. Um, <laughs> so, so what are some of the benefits of doing this? I mean, are there tangible benefits that other than people are going to read about you maybe more or something? What are, what are the actual business tangible benefits? Yeah, I think that some of the benefits of thought leadership at a practical level would be surprising to some small business owners. Uh, one of the benefits is that you don't need a huge budget to do thought leadership. What you need to be is smart and spend some time. So once you've kind of got that strategy in place, it's more about spending your time, you know, cultivating your unique point of view, creating your content and sharing that. So you don't need to spend a ton of money on advertising or anything like that if you don't have that big budget. And another really big benefit is it really differentiates you and levels the playing field. So 
One great thing is that because you don't have to spend a huge budget is that you don't have to match the budgets of your larger competitors. So if you do thought leadership in a really thought, in a, sorry, in a really smart way and are really thoughtful about it, you can actually almost level that playing field with some of your larger competitors. Of course, it also creates awareness and um, is an incremental investment that kind of pays off over time. So instead of like an advertisement which you put out one time and then it goes away and you have to pay to put it out again, if you you know, kind of communicate your unique point of view over time in blog posts or other types of content, those work for you over time. So one blog post stays on your website and people can find you more easily because it increases your SEO rankings. And so five months, a year, two years down the road, people can still be finding that piece of content that you put out two years previously. So so let's dig into some of the practical aspects of it. Obviously, one of the plays on this title um, is that you get beyond um, theory and you actually tell people how to do this. So, you know, is there uh, a very systematic approach that that you recommend? So somebody listening says, yeah, I get this. (laughs) You know, I know I need to be a thought leader, but how do I do it? Okay. So we developed kind of what we would call the three steps to doing thought leadership and doing being sort of the operative message here is, yeah, there's a lot of talk about there about thought leadership, but if you're at not actually delivering anything, are you really being much of a thought leader? So our three steps are, you know, first of all, developing a thought leadership mindset. And a lot of that has to do with, you know, developing um, that unique point of thinking, but also being aware of what's going on in the industry and being able to play on, you know, some of the other messages that are coming out. The second part of that is building your thought leadership foundation. So making sure that you've got the online presence and um, the real estate online to help you deliver that message. And then activating your thought leadership system. Um, And all of those details are really covered in the book and providing you with a bunch of examples in the book from, you know, several different types of businesses. We've taken a a mid-level sort of software uh, business. There's a coaching business that's in there. And we've also prepared some details around um, an online pet grooming business, something along those lines. So there's a bunch of examples that people can take that are in the book and kind of apply them to their own business to help them build their thought leadership system. And you actually have a couple tools um, embedded in the book uh, that people can download as well. Is that right? Yeah, we have um, uh, editorial calendar. We've got a template that you can so, use as so you go through the book plan, to plug in. Right. right. Yeah, exactly. So it's a template you can go through to develop your plan based on those three steps that Kelly just outlined. So how do you actually develop your thought leadership mindset? It includes, you know, a kind of step-by-step to fill in as you go along. So I want to ask you the, the, the question I know a lot of people are on a lot of people's minds, and you guys cover this in the book. Is this something you can hire somebody to do for you? Like, make me a thought leader? <laughs> I think you can, you can hire, you, you can, you know, hire people to help you build this process. But I think at the same time, you still have to have some level of intelligence in what it is that you're doing and bringing some unique thinking around it. So there has to be some people that are dedicated to kind of continuing to develop the thought leadership in your company, but you can certainly bring on contractors, a marketing company, whatever the case might be, to help you actually deliver the system itself. So in your experience and maybe even in some of your research for the book, um, where do you see people getting tripped up that, that buy into this, you know, yes, this is, this is my plan, this is my next year, I'm going to spend doing this, but where do they get bogged down or tripped up? 
Uh, I really think they get bogged down, um, one, in trying to get that perfect right strategy. So spending so much time in trying to get everything perfect instead of kind of just moving forward with starting to do stuff. And I also think people get bogged down in executing on the thought leadership. So you can put together this amazing plan to, you know, do all this content and share all this content. But I think a lot of times people plan to do too much and then they don't have the resources to do it. So what we really recommend in this book is that people understand what a larger scale thought leadership program can look like, but they also can see that you can start really, really small. And really the key is to do just a few things to start out with and be really consistent in doing those things over time. And that's really the best recipe for success. Over the last few years, I've seen hundreds, I was going to say dozens, but probably hundreds <laughs> of people that, that took this idea and said, okay, I'm going to be the thought leader for Snapchat, or I'm going to be the <laughs> thought leader for social media, or whatever, and then a year, two years goes by, and nobody cares about that anymore, and, and so now you're the thought leader of, of something that people don't really care about anymore. How do you, how do you avoid that? that sort of trap of like going for the thing that you think you can have impact in because you're maybe a first mover on it. Um, but is it really, is it, or is it really thought leadership at that point? Yeah, I, I think that is a challenge certainly for people. So understanding, you know, the tools are going to change and I don't think it matters, you know, whether you talk about marketing or, or some other sort of industry, the tools that you use are going to change over time. And you don't necessarily want your thought leadership to be around tools per se, but on the routine and consistency piece of it or whatever that underlying message is to um, sort of get to a level of consistency around delivering um, your messaging. I, I think, you know, that's the biggest place where people get caught up is the lack of consistency. But then if you talk about this sort of... Um, you know, evergreen type content and being able to maintain a level of relevancy, that comes back to, you know, sort of your thought leadership mindset and the foundation and, and being listening, continuing to listen in your industry to figure out, you know, what are the, you know, what are blips and trends um, in your industry, but making sure that you're staying on top of that so that you're um, going to be able to continue to deliver some evergreen um, content and, and some unique thinking in your industry. So one of the core tenets, I think, of, of being seen as a true thought leader, whether you call yourself that or not, is that there's some group of people that, that, that really trust you, that really trust what you say, trust your advice. So obviously that's a key component, but I, I also can see some people saying, how long should this take me? <laughs> that's a good question. Yeah, so the, the great news is, is that the group of people that trust you as a thought leader they can be your target audience. They can just be your target audience. So, um, and then when it comes to, you know, how do you actually get them to trust you or how long does this process take, if you're consistent um, in kind of sh getting your point of view out there, sharing your content, doing all that, we think that within 6 to 12 months, you can really start to see an impact with your target audience. And then whether you become a larger thought leader for your industry as a whole, I mean, that just depends on how consistent you are and how your you know, unique point of view resonates with a larger group over time. So here's the, uh, 
Um, I was going to use a mixed metaphor, the 800-pound elephant. I love that mixed metaphor because, you know, actually 800-pound elephant's not really that big. But, um, right. <laughs> but, but so here's the big question. The, to be a thought leader, there are probably certain elements that you outline in the book. In fact, there are certain elements that you outline in the book. But is one of them, do you need a book? You, you don't necessarily need a book. Um, books are great ideas, but they're not necessarily for everybody or every industry. And again, if you come back to the, you know, the example of the local plumber, I'm not sure that, you know, as a, a content marketing strategist advising a plumber that I would suggest that that's the thing that he needs to um, kind of get his message across. You can still have unique thinking, but you want to present it in the fashion that is most applicable for the targeted audience. Um, I think that's the most important piece of that. Yeah. Exception that might be is if you had a really great story. I mean, you had some, you overcame something incredibly. I mean, so that could be a piece of your thought leadership too. That just even how you inspire people or how you build your business, not necessarily what the business does. Correct. Mm -hmm. I would agree with that. So um, obviously, uh, do leadership is going to be uh, available in places where people buy books, but is there also um, some place you want to send people to get more specific information or even some of these resources that we talked about uh, that, that will be available either with the book or as a part of the book? Yeah, absolutely. The, uh, the book is uh, scheduled to launch June 21st on Amazon, and it's also going to be on the Duct Tape Publishing website, and that's where you can kind of go for more information and also to access all of the extra goodies that we have available. So the URL for that is ducttapepublishing.com slash book slash do dash leadership. All right, awesome. So, Kelly and Nicole, thanks for joining us. We were talking about Do Leadership, a step-by-step -step guide to doing thought leadership for solopreneurs and business owners. So, thanks again, guys, and uh, we'll probably see you sooner than later. Right. Thanks, thanks John. John.